0: Welcome to the Garden Basics with Farmer Fred podcast. If you're just a beginning gardener or you want good gardening information, well, you've come to the right spot. Hey, keep your seed catalogs open. Today, we pick up where we left off on the last episode of Garden Basics. That was episode 168, where we were talking with Master Gardener Gail Pothauer at the Fair Oaks Horticulture Center about the All-American Selections vegetable varieties that did well over the years here in Northern California. Many of those varieties received national recognition as well. Today, we have more award-winning vegetables for you to try in your 2022 spring and summer vegetable garden. This time, though, we are talking with the executive director of the All-America Selections organization, Diane Blazek. She has recommendations for more national as well as regional award-winning All-America Selection vegetable and ornamental plant winners. And that includes new exciting peppers, tomatoes, zinnias, begonias, and a lot more coming up here in episode 169. We're podcasting from Barking Dog Studios here in the beautiful Abutalon jungle in suburban purgatory. It's Garden Basics with Farmer Fred, brought to you today by Smart Pots, And we'll do it all in under 30 minutes. Let's go. If you were listening recently to the Garden Basics podcast, you know we talked about award-winning vegetable varieties back on episode 168. It's at a display garden at the Fair Oaks Horticulture Center, and the awards come from the All-America Selections Organization, the AAS. It's the only national nonprofit plant trialing organization in North America, and it has quite a history among the many vegetables we talked about on episode 168 including some AAS winners that basically are older than me, which is hard to believe, but it's true. Diane Blazek is with us. Diane Blazek is the executive director of the National Garden Bureau's All-America Selections Organization. And Diane, the, um, the oldie but goodie I'm referring to is actually a, an okra variety, Clemson seedless, which was what, back in 1939?
1: It was quite a while ago. That was in some of our early days.
0: Tell us a little bit about how the All-America selections work
1: it's really cool it gets me super excited when i start talking about it because the way that our organization was set up in the 1930s when we were founded actually 1932 so we're celebrating our 90th anniversary this year but the way that it was set up then is exactly the same way we're doing things today and that is that breeding companies from around the world submit their new never before sold varieties to our organization we send them out to our trial grounds. Right now we have about 85 trial grounds throughout North America. Our judges analyze, grow, compare these entries to currently on the market varieties that might be similar. And then they rank them, they give them a score and they say, hey, does it deserve to be an AS winner? Does it deserve to be a gold medal winner? But Basically, it's an anonymous trial. It's all about garden performance. And our judges are the ones who say whether or not that entry deserves an award.
0: Back in episode 168, we were uh, recording the episode out at the Fair Oaks Horticulture Center, which is an, an AAS display garden. So talk about a little bit about the difference between a display garden of the AAS
1: and a trial garden. It's kind of like step one and step two in the process. So the trial grounds is step one. They're the ones that are doing the evaluations like I described. And then once a variety becomes an AAS winner, we supply our display gardens with those winners. And it might be a seed form or it might be as actual plants. And we have more than 200 display gardens throughout North America, pretty much in the US and Canada, but those display gardens are such a vital part of our whole promotion effort. The display gardens are the ones that are open to the public, whereas the trials are not. But the display gardens are open to the public. They invite people in. They mark all the varieties that are AS winners with a variety name, and they put our logo on it. And our display gardens are wonderful. I mean, from your experience, you know, they talk about our program and they promote our varieties. They grow them. They can help the home gardeners say, hey, this works really well in this area. This one tastes great. This is this is a new version. Um, So, yeah, those display gardens are like our best friends in the universe.
0: Now, we are rather USDA Zone 9 centric, uh, obviously, here in California. So we spend a lot of time talking about what works uh, here in Northern California. But the regional winners of AAS can give a clue, especially to gardeners listening in other zones about what may do well for them as well. Because I would think that besides national winners, you have plenty more regional winners as well.
1: You are so right, and this was, I call this my V8 moment, you know, when you slap your forehead and you're like, oh, why didn't we think of this? Um, I, about five or 10 years ago, we were looking at the score sheets From some of our entries and most often it does apply to the vegetable edible winners but think to cuisines across the United States you know there's a reason why okra is considered a southern delicacy because they grow better in certain areas you know you can't fool mother nature Uh, you can't change how mother nature decides where things are going to grow so for example if we had something that was entered and we looked at the scores and it didn't get a high enough score in every single region across the United States and Canada. Then we start breaking it out by region and we would go, wow, look at this. You know, this performed well here and here. So let's um, name that one a regional winner.
0: Give us some examples of some uh, regional winners in 2022 from elsewhere in the country that people might be wanting to try in their uh, summer vegetable garden this year.
1: So yes, one is uh, Tomato Sunset Torch. It's a small grape type tomato and it's yellow with some beautiful orange striping. There's another one that's patapino pepper. It's adorable. It's a jalapeno pepper that goes grows great in containers. So for all of like, especially all those new gardeners that we have out there, and maybe they're wanting to grow in containers, or maybe somebody like me has a yard and then we're downsizing. And we only have a patio. Um, something like that would be really good for a, a smaller container gardening person. And then there's other things, you know, like on the ornamental side. There's just um, you know certain things that will grow better in like a warmer drier climate or a cooler climate maybe a something like a nasturtium or a delphinium so those also are some of our regional winners
0: how about for some of the colder climates in the united states perhaps uh, zones five and below what are some of the recent winners that uh, stand out uh, with you as far as being very popular in those areas
1: And let me clarify a little bit that we don't trial by zone, but some of our regions are rather zone specific if that makes sense. Sure. Um, Just that's kind of how we had to break them out. For example, there's a tomato buffalo sun which it's a huge beefsteak tomato and it's kind of a bicolor. The name kind of describes it pretty well, buffalo sun, but it did really well in the northeast because it was bred to have shorter time to maturity. So there was that one. Same way with the melon orange silver wave. So the this is a new melon that, again, is quicker to mature. So in the north and, you know, in the cooler zones like where I am, I'm in Chicago. We don't have as long of a growing season. So we need some of those things that are quicker.
0: Some of the 2022 winners that we talked about back on episode 168 that uh, I know I'm excited to try and include the, the dragonfly sweet pepper. And you mentioned the potapeno pepper. I'd be kind of curious to uh, see how that one does here as well. The uh, purple zebra tomato, the sunset torch, uh, as you mentioned, and uh, some of the uh, other vegetable winners from 2022 that are in the horizon, like that uh, icicle eggplant. That sure is an interesting looking uh, eggplant. It really does look like an icicle
1: it really does yeah the white skinned um eggplant and now that one it was great it is one of our national winners so that that means it's gonna no matter where your listeners are it would grow for them but yeah very long slender white eggplants a little bit of a thinner skin definitely fewer seeds so more of that delicious flesh and because the skin is a little bit thinner it's not going to have any kind of uh, you know bitter taste or anything with the white eggplant Mm.
0: You've heard me talk about the benefits of Smart Pots, the original award winning fabric containers. Smart Pots are sold around the world. They're proudly made 100% right here in the USA. Smart Pots is the oldest and still the best of all the fabric plant containers that you might find. Many of these imitators are selling cheaply made fabric pots that fall apart quickly. But not smart pots. There are satisfied smart pot owners who have been using the same smart pots for over a decade, actually approaching 20 years. When you choose smart pot fabric containers, you know you'll be having a superior growing experience with the best product on the market. And your plants will appreciate smart pots too. Because of the 1 million microscopic holes in smart pots, your soil will have better drainage and the roots will be healthier. Those roots won't be going round and round on the outside of the soil ball like you see in so many plastic pots. The air pruning qualities of Smart Pots creates more branching of the roots, and that'll fill more of the usable soil in the Smart Pot. Visit SmartPots.com/Fred for more information about the complete line of Smart Pots lightweight, colorful fabric containers. And don't forget that slash Fred part because on that page are details of discounts when you buy Smart Pots at Amazon. Maybe you want to see them before you buy? Not a problem. Smart Pots are available at independent garden centers as well as select Ace and True Value hardware stores nationwide. To find a store near you or to buy online, visit smartpots.com Fred. Smart Pots, the original award-winning fabric planter. Go to smartpots.com Fred for more information and that special Farmer Fred discount. Go to smartpots.com Fred. Now, all gardens aren't just for eating. There are a lot of great ornamentals, flowers especially, that attract uh, pollinators and beneficial insects. What are some of the new uh, ornamental plant winners for 2022?
1: Oh, goodness. Let's talk about some of our gold medal winners. So we have uh, Zinnia red and yellow bicolor. It's part of the Profusion series. And this one is amazing. What I love about it, when you plant it, you have a typical Profusion Zinnia. You know, it's yellow on the outside, red in the middle. And then as it progresses and the season goes on, it also starts to morph to different shades like rose and salmon. In color. So it's like you're getting multiple plants all in one, which is just wonderful. Then we have another one called Begonia Viking Explorer Rose on Green. So the Viking Begonias are a new series of Begonias. This one, I just love what they called it. Explorer means that it's trailing, so it will spread out, kind of hang over the basket or container, very deep rose-colored flowers on the foliage, which is a green foliage. And then our third gold medal, and I'm going to circle back and tell you a little bit more about gold medal winners, is Petunia Bee's Knees. This is a very vibrant yellow petunia that will not fade. So it's a vegetative variety. You won't find it from seed. But what is so special about this one is the number of flowers and how they keep their color, that nice, vibrant yellow color.
0: All right. Circle back. Tell us about gold medal winners.
1: Okay, I will. So we had a gold medal drought. Um, we went 17 years without having a gold medal winner. And what that means is that they're a breeding breakthrough. There's something about that plant. Not only does it have awesome garden performance, but it's just new to market. Like we have not seen anything like this before. So with that Zinnia, the Profusion Red and Yellow Bicolor, it was this morphing color change that had just not really been identified and marketed before and our judges went crazy over it with this petunia bees knees again we have some yellow petunias out there but they're not this vibrant and they tend to fade so that's why bees knees one and then with that viking begonia viking explorer begonia again number of flowers the fact that it was trailing and it was just like this beast it just it's amazing in the garden it just really out perform the competitors. So it's it's like a cut above. It's the best of the best. You know, you've got the AAS winners, the national winners, which are fantastic. But then these are a cut above when they earn the gold medal award.
0: If I know my audience, I know they want to know more about tomatoes. Now, I imagine that there have been plenty of national AAS tomato winners over the years. Which are the ones that have gotten the most positive feedback?
1: Oh, that's a good question because it's interesting. Like you say, you know your listeners and like all gardeners, they find something and they get hooked on it. They just really want to stick with it. And I think a couple of the most popular past AS winners are probably Celebrity and Juliet. Celebrity is just a nice round red slicer tomato. And then Juliet is like a longer, larger grape tomato, small plum tomato. But I tell you, there's there's some new things. I mean, go right ahead. Those are still on the market. They're wonderful. But sometimes there's something new that comes out that's even better. So if anybody were to go to our website, aaswinners.com, and look at some of the tomatoes, what you can do is go to the individual page, and you can see what else it was um, trialed against. So when you look at the page under AS Winner Details, it says Close Market Comparisons. Yes. <laughs> So it may be hard to give up something that you've loved for 10 or 20 years, but sometimes there's some new things on the market that are worth trying.
0: Well, actually, the answer is just go buy a house with a bigger yard so you can plant (laughs) more. (laughs) That always works. Now, one of my favorites over the years, and I plant this more years than not, and it's a former AAS winner, and that's the Big Beef Tomato.
1: Exactly. Yes, that one is another one of those classics. And every once in a well we'll find one that does pretty well against it but i guess what i want to say is it's wonderful keep up with the ones you like but try something new and the reason is maybe there's a disease that's common in your area and maybe you battle it every year well guess what if a breeder comes out with a newer variety that You don't have to battle that disease or it has higher yield or who knows, maybe it has better taste. That is some of the things that the breeding companies are working on when they're coming out with all these new varieties.
0: As a matter of fact, new this year is Big Beef Plus. And I'm going to be trying that one in my own yard because it has more disease resistance.
1: I'm glad you brought that up. So the Plus series has not been trialed by AAS, but putting on my National Garden Bureau hat, those are featured in some of our new varieties, our new plants for this year. And you are exactly right. There's a Celebrity Plus, there's a Big Beef Plus, there's a Lemon Boy Plus, and I think there's several others. So what that company has done is taken... The wonderful things that were in those varieties that we all know and love and have used, but they're bumping them up. And for the most part, what it means is they're adding additional disease resistance to those varieties.
0: One line of tomatoes that seems to be very popular among uh, AAS judges, and in fact, uh, last year in my own garden, it did very well, the Chef's Choice series. I grew the Chef's Choice orange last year. It was one of my favorites uh, for the year. What is it about Chef's Choice that has made it win multiple AAS awards?
1: several things number one the taste number two the disease resistance and number three the yield and it is unusual you know in in the ornamental world we have all these different series with different colors and it was just so fun when the series came out and each year there would be another one so yeah we have seven different chef's choice tomatoes that are now winners you mentioned the orange there's let me see if i can remember them all There's the orange, the red, the pink, the yellow, the green, the black, and a bicolor. (laughs) So yeah, a lot of different chef's choice tomatoes to try.
0: Yeah, that chef's choice green is actually kind of a bicolor too. It's got some yellow mixed in with the green. It's very interesting looking.
1: Yes, it is, right. And what's beautiful is, let's say you grow two or three different varieties, and look at the salad plate you can make with that, with just all these different slices of tomatoes. I mean, is that, that going to wow your guest or what?
0: It has been in the past. One of the attractions at the uh, uh, Farmer Fred annual uh, tomato tasting get together is, is having a six foot table full of 20 or 30 different tomato varieties. It's it's fun.
1: <laughs> I want to attend that. You got to tell me when that is. That would be fun. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: it, it's a safer event than the Farmer Fred pepper tasting party, which uh, can lead to uh, people grabbing for the ice cream because they would realize they picked up a hot pepper. I think one of my favorite peppers over the years, and it's a pepper I've grown for easily 30 years or so, and it was an AAS winner back in 1981. It's the gypsy sweet pepper because it produces every year. It's tasty and you can use it at just about every stage of development because it changes color quite a bit uh, through the course of the growing season. It might start off sort of a pale yellow. And eventually, by the end of the season, if you have any left that you haven't eaten yet, they may be red.
1: Yeah, that's very true about that. Gypsy, that's that is a nice classic. Another pepper from around the same time frame is Carmen. So it's it's a little bit of a larger pepper and it's definitely red. Super popular in the southwest. But yeah, both Gypsy and Carmen are like these good old classic AAS winners.
0: All right. One more thing, then we'll let you go. I'm getting more and more questions from people with climate change involved. They want to be able to grow vegetables that aren't damaged by the heat. They're looking for more heat tolerant vegetables. Is that under the umbrella of AAS criteria in in the future?
1: Well, it's interesting you say that. I always talk about how ornamentals are definitely being grown to be more heat tolerant and drought tolerant. But I also have noticed, especially on peppers, a lot more of the entry forms are saying things like increased foliage to shade the plant so you don't get sun scald and that kind of thing. Tomatoes and peppers like the heat. And of course, but they can can get overheated in certain areas. So, yeah, I think to be honest, the only note I'm seeing about that in the edible side is that they um, have that additional foliage to prevent sun scald, but it's definitely a trend on the ornamental side.
0: Many of us here in California, because it just seems like these heat waves in the summertime of triple digit temperatures go on for a week or more, that we are having more luck growing formally full sun vegetables like tomatoes and peppers where they get a bit of afternoon shade. And that seems to cut down on uh, any sort of irregularities, if you will, that might happen, such as cracking, cat facing, the scarring and things like that.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a really good point is maybe they get a little afternoon shade or, or maybe you can erect some sort of uh, shade structure if, if they're not right in the shade. But yeah, sometimes a little bit too much heat and sun c- is not a good thing. <laughs>
0: well you know experience is the best teacher <laughs> and i tried that in in one part of my yard where it is really hot it's up against it's barrels half barrels up against a south-facing fence with a full western exposure so on a concrete base too so it gets very very hot there and i tried that shading technique i put up some large umbrellas in the late afternoon to help shade those plants, thinking, well, that'll cut down on uh, the, the the cosmetic damage, if you will. Turns out it also increased the heat that those plants were getting, and they, some of them didn't make it through the summer. So, yeah... I hope there are more uh, oh. heat tolerant vegetables <laughs> yeah, trial in the future. And error. <laughs> yes. Well, that's what you do. You do trials and errors. Right, yes. right. right. <laughs> all right. If people want more information about All America Selections winners, where should they go?
1: Our website. We have two different URLs that both direct you to the website. So hopefully one of these is easy to remember. One is all hyphen americaselections.org. So all hyphen americaselections.org. And the other one is aaswinners.com.
0: All right. There's two. And we'll have a link in the show notes, too, about uh, where you can go and find their complete list of winners that go back to the 1930s that you might be willing to try in your yard for uh, annuals, perennials, edibles. It's a great selection. The All-America Selections Winners. It's the only national nonprofit plant trialing organization in North America. Diane Blazik is the executive director of the National Garden Bureau's AAS program. Diane, we learned a lot today. Thanks so much.
1: Well, thank you for having me, and anytime, I love to talk plants.
0: Have you taken a look at and a listen to the Garden Basics with Farmer Fred Beyond the Basics newsletter yet? It's a deeper dive into what was discussed on the week's two podcasts, along with more great gardening information. It really is going beyond the basics. In the current edition of the newsletter, we show you what we've been talking about this week— pictures, and more descriptions of the All-America Selections vegetable winners. And in the podcast portion of the newsletter, we talk about award-winning plants for containers as well, and uh, some interesting pepper varieties too. So if you've been scribbling down hurriedly the names of all those tomatoes, peppers, eggplants, squash, greens, as well as zinnias and begonias that you've heard about on the last two podcasts, well, you can quit scribbling and start reading. You can find a link to the Garden Basics with Farmer Fred newsletter, Beyond the Basics, in the podcast show notes or at FarmerFred.com or by going to Substack.com slash Garden Think of it as your garden resource that goes beyond the basics. It's the Garden Basics with Farmer Fred newsletter and it's free. Please subscribe. Share it with your gardening friends and family too. The Garden Basics with Farmer Fred newsletter, Beyond the Basics. And uh, thank you for listening. Garden Basics comes out every Tuesday and Friday. It's brought to you by SmartPots. Garden Basics is available wherever podcasts are handed out. And that includes Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, Google, Podcast Addict, CastBox, and Pocket Casts. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and leaving comments. We appreciate it.